success is not always a journey that you can see all the steps to your expected end. It takes walking by faith and not by sight to get there. Listen in to Walk by Faith Podcast with your host, Lady Tiffany Nicole, where you will learn from everyday people like you and me how they used prayer, hard work, integrity, tenacity, and hope to attain a level of success in business. And welcome to another episode of Walk by Faith Podcast. I am your girl, your homie, your sister from around the way, Lady Tiffany Nicole. And here we I have conversations with entrepreneurs, business owners about their journey to becoming successful. Walk by Faith is an acronym based on the Bible verse, we walk by faith and not by sight. Faith, for the purposes of this podcast, is P, prayer, H, hard work, and I, integrity, T, tenacity, H, hope. Everyone knows that being an entrepreneur has its ups and downs, but conversating with successful entrepreneurs that have taken an idea, everyday people like you and me, to a level of success is what I love about having these conversations because we all have those opportunities, those valleys and mountaintops that we would like to know how to get through. And I, my prayer and my hope is that listening to this podcast weekly on all of your podcast platforms will allow you to be encouraged and to never give up. Walk by Faith podcast is produced and sponsored in collaboration with New Black Wall Street Market here in Atlanta, Georgia. If you have not had an opportunity to visit Atlanta, Georgia, please come out to the New Black Wall Street Market and learn more about the collaborative effort of sharing ownership, teaching ownership and entrepreneurship and advancing the success of African-American business owners. You can listen to Walk by Faith podcast every week, Mondays, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on New Black Wall Street Market Radio. Please download the app, www.nbwsmradio.com. Today, I have an amazing, awesome entrepreneur and community activist, Donald Barrow. He is the founder and CEO of Community Transformers LLC, LP, and Foundation. Community Transformers consultants can help your organization reach its full potential by evaluating your core offerings and maximizing resources for sustained growth. Community Transformers can help identify customized solutions that strengthen business development, meet the needs of the consumer, and build a strong, trusted image. They help institutions of faith build outreach models around social factors to support their ministries and community. 
Community Transformers services include community events programming, strategic target marketing, faith-based outreach and marketing, community leader development, community outreach for small and large businesses, as well as consultation and support. Please help me welcome Mr. Donald Barrow, the founder and visionary of Community Transformers LLC. Good afternoon, Mr. Donald, how you doing? I am doing fine, doing very well. Thank you for having me. I am really um, grateful. And I apologize, there is a break in the connection. So I'm not sure if you hear me. I can but hear you. you are paused, just a second. All right. And how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm sorry. There's a bit of connection, but we're going to get through this. Um, so tell us a little bit about who you are and why Community Transformers. Who I am. Well, you know, my journey started, it began about uh, 30, 37 to 40 years ago. Um, I began working in the health insurance uh, industry um, as a you know, working in low-income and marginalized communities. So I spent a career of 32 years as uh, working with a, a large health plan um, in the nation. And my role was to help that organization understand um, social determinants of health. My goal, my role was also advancing health equity in the community. So that said, um, the opportunity presented itself for me to call it quits on that end. And um, after 32 years, I decided I wanted to do something else. And so I retired in 2018. And then I started, um, I started this, um, my own journey. And in this journey, it began with, um, at first I, I had to decide what did I want to do next. Uh, where, where, you know, what trajectory was my life going to take? Um, I'm clearly, you know, involved in church uh, at a, at a, in a big way. And, uh, and I wanted to continue, you know, um, helping the community as well as helping my church. So I launched this organization called Community Transformers. Um, Community Transformers, it began as a um, health insurance agency. So it's an agency that um, primarily, it's a full service agency that uh, offer Medicare plans, um, dual special needs plans, supplement plans, um, prescription drug plans. It help um, individuals um, on the um, exchange um, be able to afford affordable healthcare. Uh, so we help um, individuals navigate that process. Historically, these products have been not marketed to um, low-income communities. <clears throat> and so um, he who without knowledge does not know. And so we wanted to uh, change that um, change that narrative and get in these communities. Absolutely. The Bible our, does say that um, my people suffer from lack of knowledge. Exactly. My people life you suffer from lack of knowledge. So we wanted to um, be able 
to go in these communities and talk to, um, you know, individuals that live in low-income and marginalized communities about the services that were available to them because they did not know that they could get all of the many services that they have. And these, these services, they don't have to pay any money for them. I mean, because it's, it's a government-funded program, and, you know, like Medicare and Medicaid. But they don't know because no one has went, has went, you know, gone in these communities and talked to the people about it. So, so we wanted to do that. And at the same token, you know, um, we as African-Americans, you know, we always give back, you know. And so a part of what my mission has always been is I want to be able to connect people, connect people to real solutions that can be able to help the next person. And in the process, I want to be able to give back. And that's what we do. We launched um, um, our nonprofit, which is a 501c3. We launched that in November 2018 as well. And um, and then allow us to be able to address, um, you know, health equity and develop, design, create safety net programs around social determinants of health to help individuals give them a hand up and not a hand down. Um, and so, you know, 40% of the revenue that comes into our organization goes back into our nonprofit. And it's all about helping people. We have programs from um, meal delivery services, and these programs are absolutely free. We have meal, we offer meal delivery services. We have um, meal programs where we have individuals to, you know, that suffer from food insecurity. We have them be able to obtain uh, free meals. I think meals. that's so great. And so, um, you know, when it comes to um, the word of God, it says, you know, Jesus said, you know, if I was hungry, did you feed me? When I was thirsty, did you give right. me water? There's so many ways to um, do ministry outside of standing behind a pulpit or inside the church. And so I want to commend you and your heart for the people of the community, most importantly for our communities, for the African-American community and your organization to meet a need. That's compassion, um, that's seeing a need and meeting it, but it's more so your heart of compassion to make sure we're okay. Also meeting the need of health. A healthy person can be successful. If we're worried about eating, if we're worried about our blood pressure and not having enough money to take care of those things. We're not able to really focus on being successful or, or, or anything else. And our African-American community, the high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes, those type of ailments plague our communities, but more so because our communities don't have health insurance or quality income they might have a job that might be able to provide health insurance but if it's not making enough money you know insurance that's being provided by employers is not as good as it was back in the late 80s and early 90s i remember when i worked i remember when i worked for at&t my benefits for me were paid for by the company and my co-pays when it came to my family or child, that's when a lot had to come out of my check. Well, now I think I can count on one hand, if that, of corporations now that provide employer-paid benefits, where the employee the employee doesn't have to pay out of pocket out of their check, 
and the premiums and what's coming out of the check, some people can't afford to have money come out of their check to take care of health insurance. So that, that brings about a snowball effect. You have a job and you might even have sick time. But if you get a real illness, you get sick for real and got to get medication, then you're, you're torn between paying your rent and utilities or getting medication and going to the doctor. And going to the doctor is going to cost an arm and a leg because you don't have insurance. I thank you for coming up. You know, I'm sure you saw in the health field, 32 years in the corporate side of the health field where there was a disparity of treatment and the, the inequality, if you will, for the African-American community and receiving health care. Absolutely. It was an everyday, everyday thing. Um, and with being in corporate America, uh, being responsible for, um, you know, 500,000 lives for two states. And we had a product that was um, geared toward low income and marginalized communities. But yet and still, they were not putting the resources back in the community to be able to help them achieve, you know, um, healthy life lifestyles or quality of life. Um, healthy. So that was all about, um, um, you know, money. And so, you know, this allowed me to be able to do something different where I didn't have to, um, you know, work for the man, for lack of a better phrase. I could do the things that I wanted to do to be able to change people's lives and make people's lives better. As you just indicated. I think you it's know, great um, that it allowed you to be able to, to do something yeah, great for your is. community. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Tell us about the transition once you're in corporate and you you're working there and you're seeing this issue okay. how tough was the transition from corporate to entrepreneurship for you did you feel um with that burden was it hard to start up the process yourself tell us about that transition actually for me it was not hard at all um you know, I mean, I retired. I had 32 years, so I had I had um, been very well financially over the years. So, I mean, I had income coming in, and, and you know, I started, I began, you know, doing a little consulting uh, with some of the um, some of the health healthcare organizations. Um, they valued my expertise and and uh, my knowledge in that space, and so it actually helped me be able to launch it. And a part of my consulting. It's actually led me to um, to create an agency, and and um, and they they actually provided. I'm a, I'm a blessed person. I mean, because they, they they allowed me the opportunity to be able to start an agency because they were redesigning their model on how they were going to this company that I was consulting with. They had um were deciding that they were going to do something different in terms of how they distribute their products to low-income marginalized communities. So what they wanted to do is they wanted to use health insurance agencies. And so I'm like, okay, well, this was the ideal for me. So it created an instant stream of revenue right out of the gate. So there was no overhead on my part, you know, um, to get started to, to launch it. So now that is unique and that's not the norm, uh, you know, but um, for me, it was not that difficult at all, uh, you know, transition. Awesome information. Right, because now I was done. Remember, 
when after 32 years I was done, I, I wanted to do something different. And so I already knew what I wanted to do when I left. So, um, so, so, you know, the, the, um, you know, the process for me was a little bit different than it would have been for probably, a, um, you know, some, a startup person, an entrepreneur that, you know, that was doing it for, you know, their livelihood, because I mean, I do it because I wanted to be able to make a difference because of my heart, my willingness to give and to help my people. Um, and so that's who I am. So you have a, an LLC, a foundation, you have from one idea, from one um, desire to meet a need in your community, you um, gave birth to several other opportunities, same name, but there's an LLC, an LP, and a nonprofit organization. LLC, we know that as a limited liability corporation. What is right. LP? The, okay, let me start from let me start from the beginning. The LLC okay. is a limited liability organization, but that's the health insurance agency. So I have, you know, I have five different carriers that we provide coverage to, and I have um, seventeen agents that are part of my, um, um, you know, hierarchy. And so that is what that does. And then the LP, that's a consulting arm. This is what allow us to be able to work with these organizations and these um, companies that want to um, step into the um, low-income communities when they don't know how, they'll reach out to us to help them get in those communities, um, you know, by engaging with um, 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 grassroots community leaders, you know, trying to get buy-in, garner advocacy and that stuff if they're coming in to try to do something. So that is what our consulting arm does. And then, of course, the nonprofit, that's that's our giving arm. I mean, we all we do is just give away. We give we give away, but we also, um, in addition to that, um, from from what we put in it, we also have partners. We do all the work that we do is around um, having community partners because we can't do it by ourselves. I mean, we partner with banks, we partner with healthcare organizations, we partner with local parks and recreations. I mean, we partner with um, energy corporations. You know, they see what we do. Um, we part. I mean, one of our biggest partners is United Way. We, you know, we're one of the, we, you know, we're one of the um, um, top, top ten agencies in the state that we're in. I mean, in terms of giving, because we, you know, we have evidence based programs on our nonprofit where, and they want to be a part of it because we, we, we have impact. We provide immediate impact. We don't talk. We make it happen, um, especially with our transportation vehicles where we're able to deliver um, meals on demand to individuals. Um, we also, with our health, we have a health component. Um, what we provided in the beginning, we provided um, um, COVID vaccines to individuals that couldn't get COVID during the pandemic. And so we have nurses, we have registered nurses, we have nurse practitioners, we have um, um, internal medicine providers, um, you know, doctors and what have you. And so we have those relationships where we were able to take our mobile vans, our vans that we purchased, we took those mobile vans and we went to individual homes to, you know, to some of our seniors that were homebound and couldn't get out or who were afraid to get out and provided vaccines to them. We went into these low income communities and knocked on the doors, you know, and, you know, educating wow, them. Telling that's them, a you know, very big vision. Yes. And um, the impact that you've had on the community where you are, 
I'm sure right. that's been a blessing. Um, one vision, three different legs and opportunities. But the vision's so big, coming from your heart and your experience. You obviously cannot um, produce this vision by yourself. You need some help. And so there may be someone that <laughs> there may be someone that's listening right now that does have a vision and they're, they're starting the business by themselves. But the vision is bigger than they are and they need some help. How did you go about finding the proper people to partner with you? Um, if you have a board of directors with so much that you need to do, how did you decide who to partner with? Give us some wisdom, if you will, for those entrepreneurs that are listening that may need some help, that may have to do partnerships or get board of directors. Give us a little wisdom and, and what did how did you choose who to partner with and be a part of the vision? That's a great question. So let me back up a little bit. So in my corporate job, my, my, my team was responsible for, we were actually the face of the plan. So, you know, we were market and community development. And so I had a huge team of individuals that, um, you know, we went out in these communities and built these relationships, trying to advance health equity for the health plan. And the process, I was able to build a lot of relationships because my me being the senior leader, I became the face of the plan. So my staff went into, would go out and, you know, they were the outreach workers. They was out, you know, you know, I was, I would always tell you only as good as the people that you have around you. So I had some really good, um, um, you know, um, staff members that went out and built these relationships and not nurtured them, you know? And so when one of the things so that I, relationships that, while at work, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I built those relationships and I nurtured those relationships. I just, and I said what I meant and I meant what I say, always say what you mean, mean what you said, because where you think, and I used to tell my staff that we could take $500 and you could take, because I had a budget as well, you know, that we could do community outreach around. And so, uh, you know, some people, you were thinking that they would need 10,000 bucks, but you could take, they would take 500 bucks and that would be like a million dollars because it allowed them to be able to help so many people. And you always stay true to your word. And so always stay true to your word. And so that's what I did. I stayed true to my word and I, and I stayed in touch with those people. As a matter of fact, when I retired, I had a big old retirement party and I probably had maybe 250 people that showed up. And most of the people that came were community advocates, community that hated to see me leave. Stay you know, true to your word, building character. Building and, character, um, your word, exactly. And fostering exactly. relationships while working. So yes. I think that's good. I think um, there's a saying that a pastor, my old pastor said that, um, the secular prepares you for the sacred. Uh, that's more so yeah. speaking in ministry, but even in working, building a work ethic, how, how you handle things in corporate prepares you for entrepreneurship. And I believe Correct. in our life, in our journey, God is always setting us up for something bigger and greater. Everything is always a test. And so as you build, I'm sure 32 years ago before you retired, you wasn't thinking of entrepreneurship. But as no. you began to grow, you built your character. People knew your name. Um, the Bible says a good name is 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 better to have it speaks about your name your gift making room for you and bringing you before great men there's so many character 
nuggets in the Bible um, that should prepare us as we are a faith-based podcast. Um, it's important that people understand good character. If you're not able to go to work on time for your corporate job, if you're not able to create and build and sustain relationships and lead a team, supervise, manage, whatever the case may be at your corporate job, being an entrepreneur is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And finding someone to want to believe in your vision, to support the vision, and put their hands to the plow with you will be very hard as well. So I think that's great that you build relationships in the community. Um, from my understanding, um, you have a very good relationship in your church. I believe you're like on the board of directors for your church or are, are, are very hands-on at your local right. church as well. Is that correct? That is correct. I am actually a, a trustee boarder. I'm a member of the um, board of trustees at our church. And, uh, and I also lead our marketing and media ministry at church as well. Uh, as well as, um, you know, we do a lot of um, community outreach in the church around health equity. So I take that same passion that I take in my um, personal life and, I, and it transcend over into my church life. So it's a good it's a good mix for me. It keeps me grounded and it helps me in my faith walk. Um, you know, you're right. You said a few minutes ago, your ministry can be many things. So it doesn't have to be behind a pool pit. And, and I, I often tell people, you know, I'm walking um, in God's the footprint that God had aligned for me to walk in. I wouldn't change it for anything because I'm being, you know, I'm being guided, you know, um, by his faith and, and by his, and, and, you know, and, and, and by his, um, and I'm walking and, and, and those, um, in those footsteps. So yes, I'm very active in, in our church and I'm doing a lot of things. Uh, we have a, um, actually a 2k, 5k coming up very soon that we, that we, um, that we're getting ready to have. And it's a community-based 2K, 5K. And it's about getting the people in our community up walking, get them moving around, you know, so they can know that they're not alone. I mean, we want you to stay healthy. Um, we, we have that coming up in September. So that's a big thing um, that we have going on. Uh, also, you know, um, we just launched our, um, uh, our, we, our pastor talked about it yesterday, about our, our online ministry. That's new. Our online ministry came about in in COVID, I think it, it happened with a lot of churches that, you know, were sort of, you know, living in some, uh, uh, you know, in, in antiquated That's ways, amazing. for lack of a better phrase, right? And so um, we, I know we, that uh, when it comes to online ministries, when it comes to churches, that's become more prevalent because of the pandemic and a lot of churches yes. have to shift. But even though we're still, we're going back into the churches that ability for churches to embrace technology and shift yeah. to the way things are done is still allowing, um, you know, ministry continue, continue to take place and expands and enlarge your territory, um, right. if you will, with a te technology footprint. So when it comes to community transformers, is this a global or, or a nationwide? Um, I'm in Georgia and I believe you're in Virginia. Is that correct? We are. And you know what? And actually, I mean, I don't have the capacity at this stage in my life, but I'm creating a legacy for my kids. So my, my children, they, they are beginning to um, grab hold. Um, you know, so right now we're state. We're getting ready to go regional. Um, we're getting ready to go so into Maryland. So you don't have the capacity at this moment to expand to Georgia. But do you but see? 
<laughs> I right. Today, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, in the next five years, do you see taking it outside of Virginia to possibly maybe get you some chapters or finding someone that you can partner with in Georgia or Texas? Dallas, Texas is a very um, a metropolitan area that's full of our culture and need your right. assistance. So. Do you foresee that in the in the scope of the plan? Yeah, you know, it's something that I have talked about with some people, and I am certainly, um, I, I mean, I, I'm certainly open to, to some things, you know. Um, so it's a, it's a, you know, our program is a replicable program throughout the nation, and uh, and and you know, and it is what it is. So health equity and social equity is the same when it comes to our people because we're dealing with institutional racism. You know, um, is the is, is the is the biggest problem that we have. So, if you look like us, you're going to deal with those problems. So, it doesn't matter if you're in New Orleans, if you're in Shreveport, if you're in Richmond, if you're in Atlanta. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing. You know, the system was you know designed to keep us oppressed. And so, what we have to do as a people, as a race, is first stay true to our faith, our foundation in God. Mm-hmm. God first. And, and he will provide. God will provide for us. And so we, we'll see what happens, you know, as it relates to that. And, and um, again, I mean, you know, my footsteps are ordered. And, and if my footsteps are ordered to go into Atlanta, they'll be there. Um, so we'll see. Absolutely. You know, that's that what you just said. It goes with um, John 3, 3 John 1 and 2. Beloved. I wish above all things that you may as prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Prosperity is not just money. It's not just finances, money in the bank. Prosperity is wholeness. Prosperity is healthy, being healthy. Prosperity is being in your right mind, being able to think straight. You know, and so I think, um, you know, prosperity... um, it's just more than money. And if people understood that, that being whole, being complete, lacking nothing, includes your health, includes your mindset, the ability to have adequate nourishment, that's prosperity. Food in the refrigerator. It may not be steak and shrimp and lobster. Right. But food in the refrigerator. Food in the refrigerator. To have adequate um, living quarters. Those are basic needs, but it's very much so prosperity, especially when you are aware and there is a percentage of homelessness and people without health insurance that's not prospering at all. So I think if we could change the mindset in our culture, in the African American community, of what prosperity really is then we can change the mindset then our actions and decisions can follow to provide us with a whole community because there are quality people smart very intelligent people that are not able to be the best they can be and make a a a, a great contribution to their community simply because they're unhealthy and now that they don't desire to be unhealthy they don't have the means of getting quality health insurance so i thank you so much 
for um, being in corporate and for God guiding your footsteps, giving you the tools needed, the adequate um, hands-on experience to learn, to build in the corporate and to take those same tools and create an opportunity to be a blessing to the community and create jobs and employment in your area as right. well. When right. it comes to walk by faith, it's prayer, hard work, integrity, tenacity, and hope. Of those five foundational principles that's for this podcast, which would you say is the most important? All of them. <laughs> All of them. I have to apply them every single day. That is you have the ultimate prop, um, podcast as it relates to that prayer, um, integrity, tenacity, hope, all of that. You need all of it. So there's, I can't, there's not one singular one um, that you do not need. But if it was going to be a singular one, it has to be prayer, you know, um, but all of them are very important in, in your walk. Um, when you're starting a business or, um, you know, walking through a business, you know, every day, you know, managing the day-to-day, -day, the finances of the business, you know, ensuring that, you know, it can sustain itself and, and you know, I, I did have to do that, but um, but thus far, God has God is good, and um, God is good. Absolutely, thank you so much for having this conversation. I thoroughly enjoyed communicating with you and learning more, not just about you, your heart and your passion, and your your foundations of business um, and faith but also about community transformers. Tell our listeners, how can they partner with you, where they can find you and learn more about your organization? Right. You can find us, check out our webpage um, at www.communitytransformersllc.com. Um, or you can check out our nonprofit webpage. Um, that's www.cmtytransformers.com. TRANSFoundation.org. That too is a way you can reach out and partner with Community Transformers. Uh, follow us on our social media pages um, on our Instagram and Facebook um, under Community Trans, hashtag Community Transformers LLC. Absolutely. What's next for Mr. Donald? <laughs> Retirement. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Real retirement. Real retirement. I, listen. Um, side note, you said retirement, you know, retirement. looking for a successor. I don't think people understand, you know, when it does come to entrepreneurship and, um, you know, starting a business, you will need to look for a success, a successor, someone to right. follow up after you to continue to build the legacy and keep it going because you can't live forever. That's so right. retirement again, absolutely. Retirement, it is absolutely. Well, thank you so much for um, joining us here. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Yes, I hope you enjoyed I yourself. I look forward um, to more connections with you. Thank you for joining us, and um, I'm so glad that you were referred by um, New Black Wall Street Markets Radio General Manager. Very own Chris Spate. Am I saying that right? You got it. That's him. That's Chris, Chris Spate. Because I'd be missing people names up. But <laughs> no, um, it's such a, he's such a, a great guy, and um, I'm so he glad is. 
he connected you with us to be able to um, connect and support and uh, be a part of the New Black Wall Street Market Radio. Um, I look forward to more conversations. Might have to have you on again because I could really continue to have this conversation, this right. faith-based uh, conversation. Well, I look oh. forward to it. I look forward to it. So just let me know when and I am ready to come back. Absolutely. Well, listen, right. I am your girl, your homie, your sister from around the way, Lady Tiffany Nicole. And I thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you continue to connect and share this podcast with others that we talk about the inspiration of entrepreneurship and how it is that we are moving forward in entrepreneurship remember it is a journey worth taking in the words of dr martin luther king faith is a journey that you must take the first steps but you may not always see the staircase you have to take the first steps i am your girl your homie your sister from around the way Lady Tiffany Nicole, until next time, keep walking by faith. Thanks for listening to Walk by Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Lady Tiffany Nicole. Please visit www.ladytiffanynicole.com to connect and be informed on new episodes and more. Until our next episode, continue to walk by faith. Thanks for listening to Walk by Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Lady Tiffany Nicole. Please visit www.ladytiffanynicole.com to connect and be informed on new episodes and more. Until our next episode, continue to walk by faith. Hey, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please go to New Black Wall Street Market Radio website at www.nbwsmradio.com. That's www.nbwsmradio.com. Click on the blog tab and leave your comments. Tell us what you thought about the show. Once again, that's www.nbwsmradio.com.